Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson. The story you're about to hear was told by Ellen Alterman in November when the theme was Strangers. Ellen has lived all over the country and has been in Durango, Colorado, her favorite place, off and on since the mid-90s. She has played flute, fiddle, bass, guitar, and sung in symphonies, choirs, opera companies, chamber groups, and bluegrass, Celtic, and swing bands, depending on what's around to play in. Domestic by nature, she reads and writes a lot and makes really good soup. Here is Ellen's story. Short. (laughs) This is what happens when you are a classical musician, very serious one, training to be an orchestral musician, and you're attending a music conservatory, and you're used to practicing six or seven hours a day, and every time you play something, you're graded, you're given a grade on it. And every time you feel like playing with somebody, well, you have to audition to do that. And you're graded on it, and then if your grade is good enough, then you get to play in the ensemble. Uh, You begin maybe to get just a little bit brittle and sad. Um, and And then you meet this guy who's a bluegrass fiddler. And he doesn't read music, but he's a good fiddler. And you marry him and you move to New Mexico. <laughs> and you, you, you start having babies. You have two of them, and so you buy a pop-up camper. And what you do is every single weekend, you drive and you drive and you drive to a bluegrass festival. Usually they're in the front range, so that means going over a bunch of mountain passes. Um, Okay, like the first year, you just sort of sit and read while the jam is going on. And you drive up to these festivals, there's hundreds of campers, okay? Huge meadow. And campers and RVs and tents and stuff like that all over the place. And as the twilight comes on and the stars come out, The campfires get started up. You see these campfires and just the black meadow. And then you hear a little bit of twanging and a little bit of tuning and the jams start up around each of the campfires. So your husband grabs his fiddle case and runs off to jam. But because you got there late, you're on the edge of the field, okay? You're not close to any jams. And because you got these two babies who are sleeping in the camper, you can't just go off and leave them there. I mean, they could wake up and start wandering around in the meadow and not know where you are, so you just stay there with them. And it's too far away, usually, to hear any of the music, but you're lying there. The one thing you can hear is these big barrel house bass fiddles. They've got four big fat steel strings. And when they're plucked, there's an end pin that goes into the ground to anchor it. And the sound goes down into the ground and it travels all the way to where your pop-up camper is. And you can feel the vibration. So for a couple of years, I'm just feeling the vibration of the bass, and that's the jams that I got to go to. Okay. So, um, after a while, you get up enough nerve, you get yourself a bass. 
And now I'm going to switch to the first person. Okay, I learned two chords, two, not chords, I mean it's a bass, it only plays one note at a time, okay. I knew two notes. I knew the root and I knew the fifth. Dumb, dumb. And I would start to try to jam during the day. I couldn't do it at night because the kids were still sleeping in the camper. So I would try to fit my two notes into whatever jam I heard, whatever tune I heard. I'd just try to dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> that was my contribution to every jam, my two notes, wherever I could fit them in. Um, so, one summer, we decided we were going to go to Rocky Grass in Lyons, Colorado. Now, this is a huge festival, just hundreds and hundreds of campers in the campground. It's famous for just, it's crazy jams. Um, and we got there late, as usual. But this time, something different happened this time. The, the guys in their vests who usher you in and tell you where to park and what row to go down, where there's a vacancy, they kept ushering us in because they were about to close down the, the entrance. You know, the evening was just starting. And they kept motioning us forward and motioning us forward and motioning us forward until we hit the first row of campers. And I could actually see the stage. I mean, we weren't on the outskirts, you know, a quarter, half mile away anymore. So it's about dusk now. It's about 7.30 maybe. And someone lights a campfire outside of the pop-up camper. And I hear some twanging. I hear some tuning, and I realize, my God, I can actually play my two notes at night now. I can actually be part of an actual jam. So I get my bass, and I bring it around to where the campfire is, and people are tuning up, and then they start picking some tunes, and I start fitting in my dumb, 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 dumb. Start fit, fitting in my two notes um, into the tunes. And then this, I don't know, maybe it was about eight in the evening, this sort of strange guy just sort of ambles over. And my heart just went out to him because it was like one introvert recognizing another. I mean, he was so shy, he was too shy even to lift his face up. I mean, he, was, he had this big old visor on that was covering, that was slipped over and covered half his face. And he had his face down and sort of turned to the side. He, and he was standing on the outside of the jam and he was sort of afraid to, he seemed to be sort of afraid to just move in and play. And I figure, well, he's probably a beginner like me and just, you know, afraid to play. So he sat there listening for a while, or he didn't sit, actually, he was standing. And I kept fitting in my two notes where I could. <laughs> and then he took the banjo out of his case, 
and came over, you know, again with without showing his face. And so I'm playing my two notes, dum, dum, da, 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 da. And he goes, dum, dum, da, 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 dum. Hmm, that's interesting. Dum, 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 dum. I'd never played that note before, and that makes it sort of interesting. And I tried it. I just sort of so, sort of knew where to take it. And, and, and so we did that. And we did it for a, what, a really long time. Um, and I started dum, 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 da-da, dum, dum. I started getting ideas. And I'm one of these people who has a nervous bladder. I've always got to run to the bathroom every 15 minutes. And I forgot that I have a nervous bladder. I forgot I was tired. I forgot everything. I was just being led, shown where I could go musically. And then I realized the stars weren't in the sky anymore. I realized the horizon, there was this little haze of light, and I realized it, dawn was coming. And then daylight came, and people started to go to sleep, and the banjo player, he, he went and he, he stuck his banjo back in the case, he pulls off his visor and he says, well, I gotta get me some sleep because I gotta open the show at noon. <laughs> and he's, he lopes away and I can see his face for the first time in the daylight. And it's, it's Pete Wernick who is, um, he has a band called Hot Rise and he's the headliner for the show. <laughs> and he's, his nickname is Dr. Banjo because he has these banjo clinics and he has clinics where he teaches people to improvise. And people come from all over the world to work with him. Um, he's like the premier teacher um, in bluegrass. And I realized that's, that's what that visor was about. He understood, somehow he understood, that if I knew he was Dr. Banjo, I wasn't going to try to step up and play my two notes. I was going to step back and let him you know, do his thing. So he knew he had to not be Dr. Banjo. He had to be a stranger if he was going to help me. And we played all night long, and he did. And I realized, you know, I knew at the end of that night that I, I wasn't a virtuoso, but I also knew that I was no longer a beginner. Thanks, Ellen, for sharing that story with us. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. And don't miss our Story Slam event coming up on January 13th in 2018 at the Durango Arts Center when the theme will be Cold Feet. 
You can also subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And of course, share these stories with your friends and comment on them. We love your comments. Special thanks to our photographer, McCarson Tafoya of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. Our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar, and you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. Now for an outtake. <laughs> Let's keep recording. I have wondered that all year long. You have? Yeah. You never said anything. I just feel... Could have saved us at least 30 seconds of time. I felt passive aggressive about it, I guess, is the right. thing. And so I thought I thought you were getting I that I think you too. and I should go to therapy. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Jo- don't bring your cup to therapy. I think like we should go to therapy. two of you to one of I me. I can't even look at you. <laughs> Let's get Joni to do a group session for us. <laughs> Joni, Sarah's being mean to me. <laughs> She's not telling me things that are in her heart. <laughs> the sponsorships. <are> really important. <laughs>